Welcome back to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. I am Deb McCollum. And uh, we're just thankful that you guys are joining us again. And uh, how's everything going, Deb? Great. How is everything with you? Good. I'm, good. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm standing. I'm doing really well. I can't complain. Me, same here. There we go. So it's living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good start to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. On a positive we note. We are here, so this is good. Yeah. We are here. And hopefully everybody <laughs> else is too, and we're not just talking to... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> that would, yeah. I hope this is, uh, right. hopefully this is helping somebody at least, right? right. Have the conversation. Anyone out there? Okay. Feel free to reach out to us. Let right. us know. <laughs> if it's super negative, still let us know, but maybe like DM us or something. Right. Don't, don't, don't put it out there in the <laughs> public. Be nice. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, anyway, so um, I'm glad we're back here recording. And today um, we thought it would be good to talk about a couple of different things, but really athlete self-worth and self-esteem right and as a coach how do you navigate those waters because i mean there's a lot to it and there's probably a lot that we can't there's nothing like there's not like a hard set rule on how you deal with athletes because every person is different right so we want to get into that but we felt like it might be fun to share some stories about how from our own experience of embarrassing sports stories because a lot of times that's where the self-worth and self-esteem comes from, right? It's right. failure, moments right. of failure, and then you feeling like a failure right. or feeling like you're not worth, uh, you know, you're not worthy mm-hmm. of whatever it be, maybe success or, right. you know, anything mm. better. Right. So, but a lot of times it comes from embarrassing. And I don't know about yeah. everybody else, but I, I love being on Instagram and Twitter. And when you find the embarrassing right. sports stories, like, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> um, it kind of lets you know you're not alone. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. Especially when you see like the elite of the elite. Right. Like the other day I saw like they even make these yeah. mistakes. It's crazy. And they're, they're, right. like some of them are really bad. Right. And some of them aren't that bad. They just they look bad, and right. so it's funny. So yeah. I, I I spend probably way too much time on social media oh, looking at those types of things. And that's one of the things I love about sports. Like, yes, sports builds character and all these different life skills. But at the same time, it's sports are fun. Yeah. They're entertaining, yeah. and so I, I love embarrassing sports stories. Very humorous. So. <laughs> I'll start it off. So this one didn't even happen during, well, it did happen during competition, mm. but I'll explain. Okay. So when I was playing JV baseball, okay. we had, it was our first game of the season and we were playing Del Oro. So I went to, I went to Castle Robley High School and we were playing Del Oro okay. and, you know, leading up to it and, my, and this shout out to coach Feldman, one of my favorite coaches ever. Oh. He, I feel like anytime I see him, he tells the story because yeah. it is, it, it's what he thinks of when he sees me. <laughs> and so anyways, JV, JV baseball, I was playing for him mm-hmm. and we had done, you know, preseason games. We had done fall ball stuff. And me as a pitcher, when you're doing these fall ball games at like Sac City or mm-hmm. wherever we were playing, once right. you, you know, we're done with your one or two innings, you would go to the outfield, you would run your poles, you would do your ab work. And then stay warm, right? Stay <laughs> yeah. warm, you know, get, get, get your work in during, right. during the game. Right. Cause it doesn't right. matter. And so, you know, I had done this so much, so many fall ball games every day. You're doing the, the polls, and right. then you go preseason, you're doing the polls. Right. So I I had pitched, and I had started this game at Del Oro, and I, I think I went maybe 
three or four, five innings. Mm. And just this idea of running the poles was so ingrained in me that I, after I was done pitching, I immediately went out to the right field corner, foul pole, and started running these poles. And then all of a sudden I'm looking out and the game has stopped and everybody's looking at me. Oh, no. And my coach is like, Takamoto, <laughs> get off the field. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this is actually a real game. Oh, we're, not, no. we're not in a preseason game anymore. <laughs> this is not fall ball. <laughs> And he called me out when I was like in center field, so oh, I no. still have to go. And I'm not the I'm not the fastest runner. Like anybody who knows me, I'm kind of slow. So it's gonna take me a little while from getting from center field to left field. <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing thing. Uh, they watched you run out there. He they watched, watched you, you get yelled at, and then they watched you run back. It's like, well, this is embarrassing. So <laughs> then I, I jog back in the dugout and um, just super right. embarrassed. He's like, "What were you doing?" And I tried to explain it, which you really can't. It was just like it was just a brain <laughs> fart. Like I know it was Deer just. In the headlights. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I wasn't thinking this was an actual game. I messed up. And, but it's funny, though. No, anytime I see him, even, That's you funny. know, all these years later, mm. 12 years later. No, no, more than that, like 14 years later. Yeah. Uh, anytime I see him, he's like, man, he starts it off with nice. He's like, Josh is one of the hardest workers I've ever had. I'm like, oh. that's awesome, coach. But, and then but. he tells the story, like, oh, maybe, maybe worked a little too hard in this one game. <laughs> the compliment sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it. it was a little bit embarrassing. So like I said, it didn't actually have to do uh, with me competing, but right. I did interrupt competition for the rest of my team. So oh my it was gosh. embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. Well, at least you can look back on it now and have a good laugh. I enjoy telling <laughs> that story. It, it is embarrassing. Even now, I'm like, how oh, stupid no. was that? But <laughs> Hey, it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just tell people, it's like, you know, I was really focused on oh, that's funny working though. hard. Right. When in reality, that was just, I just messed up. <laughs> so how about you? Do you have anything? I feel like that's something I would do. Um, the couple that I can think of aren't mental, but physical. Um, but I mean, I guess, of course, there's some mental in there as well. So I was, I, my position in softball, I played softball. Um, in high school and um, in junior college and a little bit at a small NAIA school in Kansas City mm, okay. um, after junior college just for a short time. So I was a pitcher. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when I was in Kansas City playing for this team. It was my junior year of college. Um, and mind you, I'm this 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 team this community this program painted me as the this is the california girl coming to pitch for us mm, okay we have a california girl oh. <laughs> and i didn't know this until a few weeks in and you know my teammate said something to me and i'm like what why are you why are you why are you calling me that like i i got it made me uncomfortable because i'm like they, they painted me this big golden picture i'm okay i'm five five maybe at my height like my tallest day oh. <laughs> i am not you know i'm you know i'm not jenny finch you know i'm not and i'm sure. like i'm not that great. okay well for a second it for I went back and forth between it, like, oh, okay, I'm the California girl. Okay, you know, it and made it me feel good. In, yeah. And then it said, and then I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, at this at this one game, and this is right after I heard that everyone, and you know, there was a back and forth between, I think of, um, oh, she's a California girl, and oh, eye rolls, you know, there's a California girl. Anyway, right, right. So I'm pitching, and my wind up as a pitcher is um, my arm, my I'm right-handed, so I have the ball in my right hand. My windup is my arm goes back way behind me, like mm -hmm. almost like this hyperextension where my mm. hand is, be, it, my um, hand with the ball in it goes back over behind my head if you're looking at me from straight on. Okay. And then I bring it around and I swing my arm and then I and then that's my pitch. So that was my windup. Every every pitcher has a different windup, right? Sure, sure. So I don't know what inning this is. I don't remember what part of the game this was, but um, I do my back windup 
and I let go of the ball, and the ball goes oh, no. behind me oh, to no. the first baseman <laughs> while runners were on base, mind oh, you. No. So I let go of the ball. Oh, it was so embarrassing. So that's how we do it in California. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's our <laughs> there's our California girl for you. Oh no. Right. So I essentially let go of the ball behind me, and the batter like it scared the batter because the ball went to the first baseman pretty much. Because sure. I, I twirl I twirl my body around like I twerk my body when I pitch. And my, it scared my first baseman and the umpire and the, and, and the bat the runner on base didn't know what to do. Anyway, it was so embarrassing. That's that's a oh, tough one. Oh, I didn't. I now I laugh about it, but I like I, I think I almost cried <laughs> on the oh, mound. No. I was just like so frustrated. I was like, how could I have done that? So let me ask you. So when yeah. you're like, if you go bowling, yeah. do you have? <laughs> so any, anybody who goes bowling with Deb, I, I have a feeling do you should not just stand behind. Don't me. stand behind her. Do you have flashbacks? <laughs> Oh, totally, totally have oh, flashbacks. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm like, oh no. Don't if anybody does want to see that, then invite Deb Bowling, <laughs> and then we can see. <laughs> see oh man. A reenactment of it. No, no joke. I think from there I changed my wind up so I don't throw the really? ball. Really? Yeah. Okay, I so was it really like, did uh-uh. mess with you. Yeah. Oh, mentally. Oh, it messed me up. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> okay. So there well, was that. <laughs> that being said, refer back to one of our earlier oh, podcasts about mental toughness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go back to men- the mental toughness one man, for sure. I'm trying to think. I had. Well, and there was another time while you're thinking, yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you one more. Yeah, please where do. I um I'm playing for my competitive team, I think when I was seventeen or eighteen, um, based in out of based out of Tracy, um, Sacramento, NorCal Flyers. I don't think they were even in existence anymore. I think um, they were done after my last year there. They were only did it for a short a few years. Anyway, I hit this beautiful triple mm-hmm. and I'm rounding first and I'm not the fastest runner, but <laughs> I'm rounding first, I'm ra- <laughs> rounding second. My third base coach is waving me and like, come on, get down, get down. Cause the ball, it went to right field. Okay. Um, and so the ball's behind me, I can't see. And I'm just looking at my coach running, get down. And I try to do a hook slide, but <laughs> I stopped short. And oh, so no. I, so I, my, and the, the dirt was thicker than I thought it was going to be. Uh, okay. I thought I was going to be able to slide and hook slide onto third base. So nope. I dove with my arms out and the dirt stopped me. <laughs> like I want to say a couple feet in front of the third oh, baseman. My. And my coach just puts his hands on his head and he's like, just no. disappointment. It's like, and he's like, well, and he, there's this look on his face that he feels bad for me too. Oh, <laughs> like, that's the he, worst. Yeah. That's oh, the worst. No. And I literally try to even get up for a second and crawl as fast as I can. Cause I'm like, crap, crap, crap. And the, and the um, third baseman already has the ball and has already tagged me out. And oh. I would have been safe by a mile if, if I, Oh, it was awful. That's a, bu- I was hoping that story would have like a positive, <laughs> <from> like, <laughs> but I still made it. No, I did not. <laughs> the desire to get there. No. Oh man. Yeah. And that is rough when the coach looks at you with just like that pity. Like, oh, he was so, he felt well, bad for me. That's our pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she's a PO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a that's nice awesome. hit, though. But anyway, so. You, yeah, just think about that part. Just cut the story off before you oh, get to the, the part about third base. Like, oh, I had this beautiful triple. Yes, and that's it. I should just stop there. Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> Man. Yeah. No, you know, I, um, you know, one that was, one that was rough. Not even that. It was, it was good because I, I love baseball, so I was able to play baseball basically all year. But uh, when I was in my freshman in high school, I thought, hey, I'm going to try out for the basketball team. I had no business being on the basketball team. But I thought I'd give it a shot. And so I remember I made it through the first cut. And for me, that was like a huge victory. I'm like, I made it through the first cut? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, Great. But then I started like, you know, feeling myself like, maybe I can do this thing. Maybe I can make it on the team. Yeah. Not the case. So Aww. then – one of the next few practices as we knew they were getting ready to make cuts 
they would do this thing where at the end of practice you would shoot free throws in pairs. Mm. And then you knew that they started maneuvering and um, switching partners. And you kind of saw how they're you know, maneuvering it. And you realize that certain guys are making their way towards each other. It's like, oh, I see what's happening. Right. We're both going to get cut at the same time. And oh. so they would kind of just make it so that you oh, ended up in the same spot so they could have that conversation with both of you. Oh. Because it's more fun together. <laughs> and so so I, uh, I saw it happen. I'm like, I'm about to get cut today. <laughs> oh, no. So I, I, we get partnered up. And that last one, I'm like, I knew this is it. And he comes over. And he's like, hey, guys, you know, does the whole speech. Appreciate you out here. But, oh. you know, you're not going to be on the team. I'm like, all right, coach. Well, my thing was, I'm going to finish out this practice. Okay. And so at the very end of practice, after the free throws, we did wind sprints. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, just like something inside me is like, you know, I, you know, I, as a, just a matter of pride, I need to finish this thing out. Mm. So I get on the line. I'm getting ready to do sprints. And the coach has his whistle in his mouth. And he's getting ready to blow it. And then he looks up and he sees me. He pulls the whistle out. And I was like, <gasps> Oh, hey, no. Josh, you don't need to do this. You know that, right? Oh, like, no. oh, coach, I just wanted to go out quietly. I just oh, wanted to hustle and finish the... you had to call me out in front of I'm everybody. Like, um, yeah, I know, coach. I'm just, I was hoping just to finish up practice. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's no. like, sprints suck enough, but then you have that. It's like, well, this is embarrassing. Oh, my god. And then like, you have this whole line. It was like a, like a movie. You have all these lines, this whole line of players, and they all turn at the same time and look at me. Oh, and my it's like, gosh. With, again, like I slid, you know, a couple of feet away from third base. They mm. with a pity. It's like, oh, so this is a dead they're man like, walking here. They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> See like, you, Josh. Okay. <laughs> like, we knew it was going to happen, but not that way. Oh, no. <laughs> but, oh, man. you know, kind of to go back, you know, to tighten this up a little bit. Right. Um, you know, luckily, I had a pretty good handle on my, my self-esteem and self-worth. Right. So as embarrassing as that was mm-hmm. to get cut, you know, in front of the entire team. Right. And to make it publicly known to the entire oh, team. Oh, man. I, I didn't walk away thinking, man, like what's wrong with me? Right. What's wrong with um, me as an athlete? Mm. I, I didn't. I'm like, okay, I got cut. Right. Not all athletes are like that. Sometimes, right. and you know us as a coach. Sometimes athletes not only take a loss hard because I think it's it's good if you if you feel bad after a loss as an athlete. I don't think it's a bad thing. I right, think right, you right. should feel the loss because that right. means you hold yourself to a higher standard. Right. But if you're walking away from a loss and you're thinking about you're thinking poorly of yourself right. not, not your performance right? right there's a there's a difference like okay, a i could have right it's like yeah. i could have played better is one thing but if you're like i'm not a good person you know what i'm saying like right. it's hard to i'm not good enough exactly yeah. and it, it carries over into other areas of life right um that's probably not a good thing so i think yeah you know having that self-esteem is a really good thing but mm. for those who don't have it i think it it's really helpful when you have a coach that understands that you're going right. to come across some athletes especially if you're coaching for an extended amount of time or right. at multiple programs, you're going to come across a lot of different people, a lot of different athletes with different backgrounds. Right. We don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. We don't know what their home life's <laughs> like. We don't mm-hmm. know what kind of challenges and struggles they, they deal with day to day. And some of them may not come in with the best self-esteem or the self-worth. Right. So it's right. something to be aware of as a coach, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's, def- it's easy. Well, and I don't want to say it's easy for a coach. Coach, again, I will always say this, coaches have the hardest job because not only do they have to worry about pra- uh, planning practices and then they have a game schedule to worry about and they need to get transportation and then they have all of the, you know, they have all of these uh, young athletes to try to better, but they also need to be, and I mean, be like a second parent, I guess, in terms of like, they're always, they're teaching them life lessons and they're trying to teach them 
you know, after this game or this practice, they need to coach them. That's their job is to coach them, is to let them know, hey, this is what we need to work on, and this is this was not okay. Right. You know, it's not the coach's job to clap and say, it's okay, that's okay, that's okay, and to keep saying it's okay after every error because it's not okay because it affects the whole team. You're not telling them to do it the right way. You need, you know, so there's the coaching aspect, but I think sometimes, and I, told, and I get this, maybe – some coaches are so get, can get wrapped up wrapped up into that that they don't end it, meaning ending the talk or the or the practice or the or at the end of the game or whatever the speech, the team meeting, with reminding them with through either words or actions that hey yeah we messed up on this and we need to fix this, but you are you as a person you are still loved. Now that sounds all mushy and that sounds kind of chickish, you know, coming from a a woman, especially. Right. Um, And, but, and you don't need to say, you don't need to say those words. You don't need to sometimes just to let them know like, Hey, but it's okay. We got this the next day, something to let them know that as a person, as a human being, they are still, you know, they're worthy to be here and they still matter. They're still important. And they're still they're you know, they're still individuals that no matter what happens, on or off the field that they they're you know they're human and they're going to make mistakes and they just need to and their team their kids they need right. to feel loved they're young right yeah, absolutely yeah exactly no i think that's i think that's good and i think yeah and like you said i think what you said was important um even if you don't want to word it that way if you if you right. do feel like it's if it's mushy or however you're right oh totally yeah i wouldn't even say that just for the record <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the least mushy person ever <laughs> i don't know where that came from but just to let them know like the outcome of the game has nothing to do with who the athlete is as a human being right like there's that separation that needs to happen i think yeah absolutely and, and yeah. something we had talked about beforehand and, and we want to make this very clear and hopefully we do a good job of of making this clear right is making sure that they're the, an athlete is cared for or is taken care of or you know you, they know that you have their back no matter what or right. they can count on you or you know their coach you know they can talk to their coach and, and the coach has their back right that does not by any means mean that you don't you can't criticize your players right. or you can't show right. have the tough love because we were talking right. just because you you hear the phrase positive criticism mm-hmm. and i think sometimes it kind of has a, a kind of a soft uh, connotation to it right. where it's like positive criticism. So you don't want to offend and you don't want to, you know, hurt an athlete's feelings. Right. I don't think it's that at all. I think positive criticism means if you're trying to give them criticism, that's going to make them the best they can possibly be. Right. And it's going to make them a better athlete. It's going to make them a better person. It's going to positively influence their self-esteem or their self-worth. Right. And that's positive criticism. Now, if it comes through a uh, means of being a little bit tougher on them right. and maybe kind of getting in their face, then it, you have to. I think it depends on right. what kind of athlete are, what kind of athlete they are, and how they take things. Right. And you know, you and I spoke about that a little bit before we started recording. And you know, back in one of our first episodes when we had Kevin on, yeah, that was one of the things he really talked about. Is like, right. it, it being a great coach requires investment in your players. Yeah. And if you want to get the greatness out of them, right. you have to know your players. And I think that also goes into this idea of making sure that uh, a player's self worth is intact. You have right. to know the person. So mm. how you com- might communicate with one person is mm-hmm. not going to vibe with the other person. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So oh, some, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And some might need a little bit of a softer approach. Mm. Th- again, I can't say it enough. That does not mean that you're watering the message down. Right. You've got some, they've, like you said, they're young mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. So they've got it's, it's a tough love thing. They've got to hear things that yeah. the truth that mm-hmm. they, 
is going to benefit them. Goes back to mental toughness. It goes back to they mental gotta toughness. Be able to handle it. Yeah, yeah, listen to one of our previous episodes. Mental yeah. toughness. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's really important. And so again, it's not a matter of saying, "Hey, don't yell at your players. Don't you know right. be tough with them. Any of that. No, they they need that because you're really yeah. trying to build discipline in yeah. your athletes. You're trying to be- build focus, um, awareness, all these things. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to be tough on them. Yeah. Um, and I think. Again, now I'm going to sound mushy. If it comes from a place of love and genuine and authentic care for your athletes, yeah, then it, it's tough to say that it's it's not going to be beneficial for them. Now, again, mm. if it's coming from a place of like you're coming off a, a bad loss, you guys almost won, or you guys got destroyed, and now you're just frustrated, right. and you just let your players have it. Well, okay, is that coming from a place of, hey, we're trying to make athletes better? Or right. is that coming from a place where I'm really mad and competitive <laughs> that we lost today? And so I'm gonna let these clowns have it because right. <laughs> I feel like they didn't play to their best potential. You know what right. I mean? I think there's got to be a, a, a balance, and I think it goes right. back to leadership, right? As a coach, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but you kind of have to have this mentality. It's okay, even when I'm frustrated. Right. I I've got to kind of take a step back and say, okay, I still need to present this information in a positive way. Right. Um. That's that's constructive. That's right. sometimes critical. Right. And that's going to make them the best they can possibly be rather than I'm just going to let them have it. Right. And the strong will survive. Yeah, if yeah. they can take the, the criticism, great. If not, Survival get out fittest. of here. Yeah. And then we can't take it, get out. Yeah, there's definitely some truth to the deliverance of how you are trying to make them better in terms of, you know, you coaching and you correcting them with, okay, we made this mental error and we made, you know, this, you know, physical error or this is what we did, you know, it, I mean, just focusing on the negative because again, we're trying to talk about how, how we coach and we're trying to, to help coach them and teach and fix their mistakes, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say right. is to not let that translate to them that they are no good as humans. So the delivery yeah. of it is definitely, I think, important. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some, I mean, like, just like Josh was saying, like every athlete is different. And that's the tough thing about being a coach is that you ha- is getting to know each athlete on an individual basis. And some coaches are lucky enough to, um, or fortunate enough to be able to have coached the same player or players for a few years in a row. And then sure. they finally got, get them and they're finally like okay i know how i need to talk to this athlete this athlete doesn't mind if i maybe yell at them in front of everyone like they like it they need it they can separate the self-worth and and sometimes you have no idea like how are you supposed that's the other thing is as coaches is how are we supposed to know are they taking it as they're no good or are they take you know because sometimes the whole team will respond the same way you know i've seen an amazing coach give um, an end of game speech to where we almost had them, but a couple mental errors really cost us the game. Mm-hmm. And to me, me as a coach listening and as a former player, and I take into both into accounts as, okay, this is what I'm thinking as a coach, but if I were a player, this is also what I'm thinking. And that's just how I think. <laughs> that's well, just that's what bene- I do. It's beneficial though. Cause yeah. I think as you're trying to connect, sorry, not to cut you off, but no, okay. as you're trying to talk about how, how do you connect with the individual athletes? Right. You, having that that dual mm. mindset i think it's mm. helpful yeah well yeah i and and that's just so that's just how i take it when she's talking and for me as a coach i'm like yeah this is uh that cost us the game <laughs> hello you know right. so if you were paying attention right yeah, you, yeah exactly and like you know come on but then at the athlete side of of it if i'm receiving it as an athlete i'm also in, in the same speech i'm like 
gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, she's right. Oh my gosh, why did I do that? Okay, right. all right, this is what we're going to do <laughs> to get better, right. you know? And so to, for me, most of the time as an athlete, no matter, almost no matter what was said, I didn't take it as my self-worth, just like you said, like you had, like your, your talk in the beginning about how you were able to kind of separate that's not, this is not me as a human being. Mm-hmm. This is not my self-worth. You know, it's almost like putting it, being able to compartmentalize. I'm really, I'm pretty good at that to, you know, to my advantage in some areas and a disadvantage in other areas, but I'm able to compartmentalize. So, but back to the original question, like, but how are we supposed to know? Because then I'm looking at all these girls after she gives this speech and I'm processing it in my head and I look at them and they're all the same in terms of their expression. They're, they're being respectful because they're looking at coach. They're sitting and looking and they're not saying anything. And, and some, and this was helpful too. Sometimes coach at the end would ask, you know, what can we do? And some girls would raise their hand and say, this is what we could do. You, you and you know. put it back on them. Yeah. And right. so then they would, that feedback was, I think to me, I'm like, okay, so they get it. They're getting it. Mm-hmm. But then again, you don't know what every player, what every player is thinking. And sometimes the players, they won't, sometimes they won't tell you and they won't say like that, you know, I feel this way because mm-hmm. they don't want to run laps <laughs> for talking back to coach, you know? Right. So right. So I think it's so tough, but it's it, a challenging balance for sure. Right, yeah. right. Right. But I think just the overall maybe of just an overall message or, or, you know, whatever, however you want to put it without being, you know, without being mushy, you don't have to be mushy. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You have, to be, you have to be kind of true to yourself. Yeah. Right? As a coach, oh, absolutely. You have different coaching style. Yeah. You've right. got to be true to yourself. Yeah, I, I've had some coaches where if they came in with a mushy approach, it's like, <laughs> huh? Right? I would be like, like no, come can't. on, man. I can't. Yeah. Like, you know you're not serious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you just wouldn't take them serious. And then some of them, it's like, yeah. that's the crazy thing. You do have coaches out there that, w- I don't even know if there's a better word for mushy, but that's what we keep saying. Yeah. So we'll, we'll roll Sorry, with it. I but it. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know of a better word, but some of them, maybe a softer, like they do have a softer approach, Right. but they can talk to their team in that way right. and have such a powerful impact on their athletes where they all walk away thinking, man, like coaches got us. Right. And it's just as impactful as the, like the raw, raw, like right. intense right. speech giver, you know what I'm saying? So, right. but either both of those coaches that do that and right. are effective know how to speak to their team. And yeah. I think speaking to your team as a whole. So if you're speaking to everybody, you can kind of talk to them one way. Right. But then once you start talking to individuals, I think that's when you, like you said, you have yeah. to kind of understand how your player works, mm-hmm. what their mindset's like. And I think you can, I think right. you, you can communicate the same thing. Right. In a very different way. Right. But it can have the same impact. Right. And a lot of it can be trial and error. I'm <laughs> just trying different approaches. Like, okay, I'm going to try to say. There will be casualties. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to say this to this athlete and see yeah. what, see how they take it. And then right. if that if that does, then, okay, I'm going to try to approach it this way. Sometimes it does take, and I've seen coaches take it in different approaches. And I've done it myself, taking different approaches to different athletes and getting different responses. And I'm like, okay, boom, that's how I need to talk to her. <laughs> she responds this way. So, and I think their response is telling of if they take it as them of you know if, if they take it as oh this is i'm a, i am no good as a human indiv- as a human being or sure. okay i still you know maybe they don't thank it directly it could you know it could be a subconscious thinking like okay i still value as a human being but i did mess up on this so this is what i need to fix so a lot of their feedback and and gosh their facial expressions too you could sometimes you can read it all over their face so there is some ways to tell, I think, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what this player's thing, and they won't talk to me. I have no idea. Right, and I think, yeah, you know, in those cases, and I think in, in the whole, you know, as just a kind of a general rule of thumb, mm-hmm. I think if a coach, if the athletes know that a coach cares, right, and if they know that they're they're um, there for the right reasons, they know that 
they have their athletes back no matter what right. and they're they're there for them right even if you kind of stumble and bumble along the way as you're trying to figure out how to communicate best with each individual right i think in my opinion i feel like athletes whether they realize it or not will kind of give you some grace because they know right. it's like okay i don't know what coach is trying to tell me there <laughs> but i do know that coach cares right and so you know, they're, I think they're willing to give you more chances. So as you're, as you, as a coach, as you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I communicate with my team? How do I uh, right. work with each individual? How do I walk them through the failures and the successes? And right. how do I make sure that, you know, their, their self-worth is intact? Right. I, I do think that there's, you know, like you'll have, like you said, trial and errors. Hmm. And I think, you know, for the most part, they're pretty forgiving. I think, yeah. I think you, people will survive. Yeah. Well, most, and most athletes are, are, are able to separate the, self-worth with okay this is as an athlete this is what I need to work on and this is who I am and, and then in this box and then you have this box over here but this is my self-worth I know right. that I am I am worthy and I'm worth something and I'm important you know every once in a while I've run into the players where they I could totally tell they connect the their how they are as an athlete and the mistakes they make mm -hmm. just for example like on the field if they make a mistake First, you, you see it on their face in, on their face initially, and I think that's normal. But then, as inning and inning and inning and inning goes by, and you still see it on their face, and you can tell they're thinking about it over and over and over and over again, and they can't let it go. Right. And um, I think I think to me that is that she is totally right now evaluating herself as a human individual with the mistake that she made right. because she's not getting past it. Right. And as an athlete, to it's important to you you're like, okay, ask your coach what you did wrong or listen to your coach or whatever you need to do. And then you need to pick yourself up, get past it and move on. Yeah. In no, my, in my experience, I think that's, no, it's very good. And that's yeah. kind of something I wanted to bring up too, is the fact that someone's self-worth it's, it's kind of like a, a chain reaction, I think. Right. So if someone's self self-worth is maybe a little bit fractured right, and right, they're, right. they're struggling with it, right. then naturally in the, if you're looking at it from a competitive standpoint, mm -hmm. it's going to affect their mental toughness. Right. Because like you said, in that situation, you miss a ground ball. Well, now it's three innings later. Yeah. And what, in, like one at bat later, and you're still thinking about it. Right. And it's like, okay, that's going to really affect you on the field. So then your mental toughness is going to affect your physical performance on the field. And then it starts affecting the rest of the team. So mm -hmm. not only is it one of those things that affects the individual mm -hmm. and, and them as a human being, but also competitively, it can really, it can really kind of have a trickle down effect where it's like, okay, their, their lack of self-worth or self-esteem is going to affect them on the field too, because right. there's this, uh, fear, fear of failure. Almost. Right. Cause I think that's where a lot of the self right. self-worth and self-esteem comes yeah. from, right? Is the fear yeah. side of it. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. And so, you know, having, having coaches that kind of understand, okay, part of what I do uh, of my, my many, uh, jobs on, as a coach yeah. is to kind of help them walk through, okay failure right this is not a reflection of you right but we do need to look at it critically and figure out how do we move forward and how do we move past it how do we learn from the past so that our future is better you right. know what i'm saying yeah absolutely so yeah I don't know. no that's good um and just <clears throat> excuse me oh no it's okay i'm just choking it's fine <laughs> carry on <laughs> the good. podcast without me <laughs> as he hunches to, hunches to the ground yeah, and i just uh, keep talking yeah. josh is fine um press record yeah so i mean there's definitely um yeah, they make, you know, when, when when players make that distinction to be able to know that this is my self-worth and this is who I am, but this is the mistake I made and this is how I need to grow. Now, that's not saying I don't, you know, we're not 
and I think I can speak for you too, Josh, we're not saying that players shouldn't get upset when something goes wrong. There's mm-hmm. a, there is a point to where, <laughs> and I've seen the coach that I've worked with, she's like, you should be upset. Right. You should be. This is what, this is what happened, you know? And it's true. Like they do need to, we like, that's just, we need to let them know. Like, this is not, yeah. that's not, that was not okay. Right. We've been working on this and then this is what happens, you know? So right. it is, there is that factor where we're not saying it needs to be, they need to not be upset about it because, oh yeah, absolutely. They're going to, they're going to be upset about it and they should be upset about it <laughs> if they're no, absolutely. something. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's, for me, it comes down to, are you, are they upset about it as a reflection of themselves? Like, right. I, I can't do this or right. I'm terrible or this right. about yeah. myself or mm-hmm. is it, no, I, I hold myself to a higher, I, I say that all the time. I hold myself to a higher standard right. and the play that I just missed or the mental mistake that I just missed right. was not up to that standard. Right. So that's the part I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's fine for an athlete to be, um, right. you know, have that moment of, okay, that was bad. I messed up, right. own it right. and then move on. Right. The problem is when they can't move on. If you have athletes that yeah. can't move on from a mistake right. and it, it festers and it, it trickles into, like I said, we keep, I feel like you, it's going to, for anybody who doesn't, hasn't noticed, I played baseball, Deb played softball. So a lot of our, a lot of <laughs> our, our examples, are gonna come it's, from that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of that world, but you know, for any sport you, you know, if you're playing right. tennis, golf, uh, right, right, right. football, basketball, whatever it may be, right. if, if one mistake at one moment of mm. one game throws you off for the rest of the game mm-hmm. and beyond the game. Right. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the athletes that can say, okay, I messed up in the moment. Right. Now, how do I correct it for next time? Because I'm better than this. Right. That's what, the, that's what you want to be. Because I think that yeah. shows a, a level of competence right. and uh, self-worth. It's right. like, you know, so yeah, absolutely. I think, but th- that's, I guess the thing is they don't let it linger. The, right. If they're upset, they don't let it linger. Right. And that's they where. They be upset in the moment and for the, even for the day, time being or whatever. But yeah. Don't, yeah. I remember in, um, again, playing baseball, um, I remember playing in some uh, like adult leagues, adult men leagues after I graduated from high school and college. And, uh, I had a catcher that was not, he was not mentally tough. And so I was having a rough game and you could just tell like he just broke down behind the plate and it's, it's tough to like, you're you're trying to pitch to this guy and it's like, Like, I can tell, (laughs) I can just tell he's given up and it's like. That's where it's a problem, I think. It's what's like, okay, right. you're having a bad game, but now it's affecting me because right. I can see that, yes, you, you've struck out three times today. Mm-hmm. It's a bad day for you, but right. I still need to pitch to you. So you got to help me out, <laughs> you bro. Help me out. <laughs> and so, you know, it's one of those right. things where, again, from a competitive standpoint, it really can affect the rest of your team. Right. You know, competitively yeah. as you're trying to win games and all that. But right. so, it, you know, it's really twofold. Competitively, it affects mm. the team. And then as an individual, it can affect them in life moving forward. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they have to, you know, dealing with failure and and not being afraid Mm -hmm. to fail and knowing that Mm. if you fail, that means you tried something, it didn't work, and you got to fix it for next time. So, you know, and it's kind of, and I know we're kind of, we're kind of running up against it as far as time. (laughs) We'll wrap Uh, it up soon, we promise. We'll wrap it up soon. (laughs) Um, But did you have any any kind of final thoughts about self-esteem or self-worth? Well, just the whole fear that you were talking, you know, the self-esteem and self-worth I th- like you said earlier it, it, I think it boils down to fear of failure and and that and that's life and I a lot of people I struggle with that myself they're ever yeah. like I, I, think, think, I think everybody I think does everybody does yeah sure, it's to nothing, a certain extent yeah right we're not perfect mm-hmm. um Kevin I have to quote Kevin Bracey I don't know if I KB KB I don't know if I'm quoting this like 
word for word. But he said something along the lines in our last podcast, if you listen to him on there, he was phenomenal, by the way. He has lots of great things to say. Super motivating. He said something. Go to along, his event. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, he said something along the lines of fear. It, if you, fear can be used for good, like for motivation, as so long as you don't let it cripple you. He says it way better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I butchered that. And you he says a lot of things way better, right. so don't feel bad. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it can, you know, just not, don't, you know, as lo- so long as you don't let it cripple you, as you don't let it take over your whole be, you know, as a person, your whole being. And it's because we're all going to be scared. We're all going to have fear. So right. to, but to, as an athlete, to be able to turn that around as motivation as, okay, I recognize this fear it's here. Like let, you know, now how can I, yeah, that's good. how can I overcome it? And as coaches to help guide your athletes too, if you coaches, if you see your athletes lingering over something like a loss or an error or whatever, and, and that's frustrating as a coach, it's like, dude, come on, like, right. let get, come on, get over it. Let's go. You know, come on. It's the first let's quarter. Go. There's yeah. more game left. Yeah. So it's super frustrating because it's like, oh, how many talks have we had to, you know, you know, get over it. But it's, it's sometimes much more deeper than that. So as a right. coach, just knowing that if you see your athlete lingering over whatever and their head's still down, maybe it's time to have a one-on-one talk if you haven't already. But it, it's, again, I, it's a, it's such a hard profession coaching. So. Yeah. And it's not a, you know. It's not a, 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 a um, man, I'm, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I feel like this always happens to us towards the end of the podcast, where it's like the words start just kind of now we're fumbling out of our mouths. And and like, I don't know talking. what I'm saying. What were we talking about? Where are we at? <laughs> right. No, um, no I, th- I think, you know, along with all of the stuff that coaches mm. have to do, your coaching, right. your game planning, your, you have a job, a family. Right. Right. Uh, we're also asking you to be a counselor. And so right. it's no yeah, big deal. No big deal. It's no easy deal. enough. Just be right? their therapist. You Just know. be a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it is yeah. super important. And like, you know, I've, I've always told coaches, the incredible thing about coaching is that you're basically around your athletes for more time during a day during in the season right. than their own right. parents or their own families are, right. you know? And so, or it's, it's pretty equal if it's right. not more. Right. And so, yeah, I think it is a lot to put on your guys' shoulders. It's a lot that you guys have to think about right. to be the best coach and the best mentor possible. Uh, but we believe in you guys. We believe that's why we're doing right. this podcast. Absolutely. That's why we've done the character combine for you know right. the twelve years that we did the event. Right. Um, is because we believe in you guys and we believe that you know the majority of coaches out there, the majority of coaches that, coaches that are listening to this have their players best in mind. Right. And they want to affect them not just in you know the four seasons that they're going to be playing at the high school level but right. hopefully beyond that and that your impact's going to be felt you know throughout the the boardroom the family room right. the classroom whatever they may be doing and so you know as difficult as it may be to mm. do those things I, I still feel like it's it's really crucial to the development of your athletes right and um and them as human beings and so sometimes i feel like we put a lot on you know and i'm talking about you know you and i um, everybody here at Character Combine, I, sometimes I feel like we put a lot of responsibility right. on coaches, but I feel right. like we do that because we know that you guys are capable of doing it and right. the job you guys do is so crucial right. uh, to your communities and to the people that you interact with. 
Right. And so, um, again, I just always, yeah. I, I probably do it way too much, but we always mm-hmm. want to, you know, show our appreciation for all of you, yeah. you men and women <laughs> out there that are coaching and, and sacrificing your time. Right. Um, it's a lot of time. It's a lot. And oh you know, gosh. you're a coach. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time. I just, yeah. get to, I just get to talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I, if so, if you're listening, just know that you like, you're listening for a reason, right? You're listening for, for yourself, for your players, for you care. You, you know, right. And, yeah. And so you're you're here, you're doing something. So we truly appreciate you listening and taking the time to just listen to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to, you know, give out as much helpful ad- advice or, or tips or topics um, as possible. And if you ever have any questions or any comments ple- and you want to hear a topic or you have something to say yourself, maybe like just let us know. And yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. No, we would love to hear from you guys. We, yeah. al- we always do. Um, yeah. As always, you guys can find us at charactercombine.com, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, all those things. Just look up uh, Character Combine. You'll be able to find us. Just Google us. Just Google us. Google us. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Go to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I never point people towards the YouTube page. Oh. And we have some of the dopest stuff on YouTube. Oh, my like, gosh. Okay, I, I, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> so if any of you guys have been to Combine before yeah. or if yeah. you've heard about Combine, we have videos, clips from past years of Inky right. Johnson, David Goggins, Eric Thomas, right. Alexis Jones, Kevin Bracey, Jason Harper, right. Jen Bricker. Pretty big deal. There's a, lot, there's a right. lot of a lot of clips out there. Yeah. So, you know, if you are looking for something that will give you a little bit of motivation, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of inspiration, I would definitely recommend you go there. Right. But like I said, you can follow us at any of those places and mm. uh, we would love to connect with you guys. And as always, please rate and review uh, right. wherever you're downloading this podcast. We would definitely appreciate your uh, feedback. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's it. That's it. I think we're so done. We'll I think we're done. You guys, you guys have heard <laughs> me talk more than you probably wanted to. So, um, but yeah, as yeah, always, yeah. we appreciate you guys. Yeah. And uh, until next time, okay. we'll see you later. See ya. Peace. See ya.